I'm Jennifer Campbell. I'm Karen Corgan. And I'm Kelsey Litchfield. Welcome to the Girls Talk Ag Podcast, brought to you by the Global Ag Network. This podcast is where we plow through the manure online and discuss what's currently going on in agriculture. From the good stuff to the rough stuff, we may not always be politically correct, but we're definitely honest. Welcome back, guys. I think we're going to start today by pissing a bunch of people off. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Do we care? No, I'm in a rare mood today. Oh, actually, I was thinking to myself, so I've had a lot of combine time the past couple weeks. I've been thinking more about is I don't care what other people think anymore. (laughs) Is that a sign I'm growing up? It's a sign you're getting old. (laughs) Growing up, getting old. We'll, We'll take those as the same thing. I don't know. This has been going on for our, what would you say? Was it about a month ago when that tweet went out? Yes. Do you want me to give a little background real quick? So there was an original tweet and it was about the end of September because I had to scroll a little bit. That's what I spent my time doing while I was waiting. Um, And the original tweet said, why are so many in agriculture still pushing the farm wife narrative? Show me another industry where the wife is labeled and defined by her husband's role. Let's recognize women as individuals, not extensions of their husband. And that kind of blew Twitter, or at least people in agriculture, up. It did. And I did respond after a couple of days, I think, or maybe, I don't know, I got to think about it. I think I tweeted something like, um, I, I thought about it for a while, and a couple of things occurred to me. The first thing that occurred to me is I am a farm wife. I'm a farm wife by default. I'm a farmer's daughter because my dad was a farmer. I'm a farmer's wife because I married a farmer and I'm a farm mom because we live on a farm and that's where we raised our kids. I mean, by default, that's just, I, I, I don't know that it's offensive. I don't know. I got, uh, oh, here it is. Um, so I responded to the tweet. There is something about farming that is romanticized. And I think adding farm before wife is a statement of inclusion. And why does it matter what someone else chooses to call themselves? Um, I'll just pop in and say, first of all, military wives are called military wives. Yeah. I mean, I think that labels have always been a problem. Do we agree? We all agree on that, I would say. Labels have always been a problem. And I think that those labels hold more weight to the people who are worried about them than to anybody else. Like, Well, I think it's different if you label yourself as something versus if someone else labels you as it. Yeah, you're right. I, I know I'm an asshole, so I'll label myself as an asshole, but you label me as an asshole, I might be a little offended. But No, I, I just I, call you a bitch. Bitch. I'm a bitch. I know it. <laughs> I, I just, I, I don't know. And I think a lot of people in the string... Uh, that that proceeded to blow up twitter um said you know there are military wives and i think there was a whole list of people mm-hmm. um things that i think it's a matter of to me it's a matter of inclusion i guess um some people want that's where they get the inclusion at they 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 may not be an attractor every day or they may not be taking meals or they may not be but 
but I think that agriculture and farming in particular is very romanticized that inclusion is kind of what people want. I mean, people want to be included. Mm -hmm. I think some people like to be called a farm wife and some people don't, but so it's hard for others to distinguish who it may or may not be offensive to. Okay. And so is there a difference between a farm wife and a farmer's wife? I would say no, but maybe there is to other people. To me, there isn't. Unless someone could explain to me why it is different. I'm all ears. That's why I'm not a farmer's wife. I'm single. Thank you very much for everyone listening out there. Um, but my grandmother was a farmer's wife. And oh, I love it, this story. And it was, it was listed in her obituary, but it wasn't her whole identity. I know it wasn't. She had a lot of other things that made her the person to which she is or was. She passed away about a year and a half ago. And she was proud. She was proud to be a part of the farm. But like I said, she didn't make her whole identity. She didn't make a big deal out of it. I think that's what some people do is they make it their whole identity, make it the biggest deal in the world where, yes, if you want to be proud, go for it. If it's part of your identity, identity, that's awesome. But don't tear other people down. I think I don't think I've ever heard anyone refer to my mom as a farm wife. And maybe it's because my dad didn't farm full time. I don't know. Yeah. I, my dad farmed full time. I don't know that anyone referred to my mom as a farm wife per se. Um, she was a teacher. Um, I, I don't know that anyone has ever called me a farm wife. Now uh, farm wife that. feeds. Oh, well, I call myself that. But I don't know that anyone else has ever like come out and labeled me that. I mean, yeah, I, that's the name of my blog, obviously, but I did that myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can tell you why it's not, it, it's because marketing, it, it's marketing, it's inclusion, it's marketing, it's, it's there. Um, would I be offended if someone called me a farm wife or a farmer's wife? No. Again, like I said, it's, it's by default. I mean, I think it depends on who it is. And if it is, if you are a person that bothers you, then, you know, it's your responsibility to tell the person who labeled you that, that you would prefer to be called something else. You know, I wouldn't call someone a farm wife as something offensive. But if it was something they didn't want to be, well, first of all, I don't know that I would call anyone that, but yeah, Where but I don't think I would, I mean, I wouldn't mean it offensively if I did. Yeah. And where, where exactly are people calling people that? I don't think I've ever been in a conversation where I've been like, mm, she's a farm wife. The place I see it the most is, is biographies on social media. Like someone has a bio on Instagram or Twitter. That's where I see it. I'm a farm wife or a farm wife or something yeah. like that. They list it there. That's I see there. t-shirts that say farm wife or farm delivery, you know, farm deliver, meal delivery, farm meal delivery, things like that. But I mean. But, and those, those you're choosing to wear those. Yeah. Or, or like your social media bios, you're choosing to put that in your bio. Where, like this original tweet, where, where are people just randomly throwing the word around 
Well, I thought that there was a specific incident that the tweeter was talking oh. about. No, I didn't know that. See, you research more than me. I just fly off the seat of my pants. Well, that's what I thought originally. And so, like I said, I don't know that the person who said it to her meant to be offensive, but, you know, she, if it's something she did not want to be called, then yes, she needs to speak up because certainly, um, you know, we don't want to, I don't know what I want to say, but I don't want to, you know, if people want to be called farm wife, great. If you don't want to be, then please speak up. I think that's your choice yeah. to make. You know, I, think, I yeah. prefer to be called an independent agronomist and not a crop consultant. Am I both? Yes, but I prefer one over the other. So if you prefer to be called a farmer or whatever your profession is, or just by your name, you know, that's your priority. That's fine. Yeah. And, and I guess that, I, I guess to me, I guess that's where the labeling comes in. I think you get to to kind of choose your label if you want. Um, but if someone says it to you, I don't, unless they're being completely derogatory, I'm sure no, you know. I, well, I I'm sure it's somewhat generational. Yes, I agree with that. That's, that's what I think. It's generational and it's evolved. So, I mean, and who knows the original person's intentions or what the situation was. I mean, I certainly don't, but... I would hope that, you know, they would change their tune knowing that the person was upset about the, the reference, but Blue out again, of some people are just assholes and some won't. So it's also okay just to avoid those people. Like with everything, a social media gets blown out of proportion. I think that's the big key right there is, is I go back to my energy bus all the time. Like choose who you want to be around and and don't let people it does get blown up out of proportion but it is also a place to vent so you know i'm sure that whoever i don't i didn't even see the original post so i apologize for not being really up on this but um i just kind of heard about it and saw tweets responding to it but you know and i totally lost my train of thought so <laughs> well I think we had we had a pretty lengthy conversation on um, texting when when we when I brought the subject up because to be quite honest this was all my thing um, because I I couldn't stop thinking about that tweet um, someone on the other day um, had on Facebook um, I've always wanted to be a farm wife and work alongside my husband with daily farm duties I mean she's a I don't know, late twenties, early thirties, maybe. And you don't, you don't see that a lot. Like you said, it's a generational thing, but well, Kelsey, maybe she's an old soul. Yeah. She, yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. I always hoped I'd marry a farmer. I don't know that my aspiration, if I had written it out would be, be a farm wife, but I, I wouldn't have been you are the most farming farm wife I've ever met. Okay, well then that's my next question is, after I sent that screenshot, uh, Kelsey said, one of the biggest questions is this, if you, are, if you are active on the family farm, doesn't that make you a farmer, not just a wife, but a farmer yourself? Again, now I'm gonna bring up a subject here and get Chris in a little deep water. Um, and he's working on it because he, he comes from a very male chauvinistic family. 
um, we were on our way somewhere and my biggest thing, not my biggest thing, like I have huge issues, don't get me wrong. One of my issues, one of my many issues is that if someone says to me, what do you do for a living? I panic because I don't know. I'm just, I'm just Jen. I'm just me. I, I do what needs done. I, I write a little bit. I have a blog. I podcast. I help on the farm. You're a farmer, Jen. And, and, and so I said to Chris one day, we were on our way somewhere. What do I do if people ask what I do for a living? He said, you say we farm. And I said, okay. So what do you say if people say to Chris Campbell, what do you do for a living? And he said, I farm. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. And, and, I, and I looked at him, I said, do you see? And he goes, oh my God, I see. Well, we can throw Chris in the hog pit and then you can say I farm. Through that. <laughs> uh, I, I just, we do have, we do have, problems have you ever googled number one have you ever googled farmer and then just did images number one it pops up most of the time it's changed a little bit over the last however long google's been out um it used to be like 15 pictures of a farmer in overalls like denim overalls it's changed a little bit now if you google she i did it this morning if you google she is a farmer you're going to get um women standing in a vegetable patch or a truck garden as Chris calls them. If you Google, he is a farmer, it comes up. Um, now Chris thought it would come up with a lot of big equipment. It, it actually didn't. It came up more in fields of grain, corn, soybeans, wheat. Um, is that, should, are we supposed to be offended by that? Does it matter? Well, Google is Google bunch of shit comes up on google when you google stuff but <laughs> and you can't control that yeah and that has to do more with you know traffic and whatnot because you know if i google something that i'm looking for serious information for a whole bunch of crap will come up before i'm looking before what i'm actually looking for so and i think it's evolved from some of um some individuals that i know do photography I see a lot more women in the photography farm her has came about um, with their weekly show on RFD TV. I, I do want to say this is I tweeted the other day that we were going to talk about farm wives girls talk ag and I had someone message me about it and they I, I want to read their response I'll basically skim it and this is what their response was to it. As someone who didn't grow up on a farm. I definitely have thoughts that go both ways. Yes to Jennifer's comment on the inclusion thing, especially because farming isn't just a job. It's a full-time family lifestyle. But also, why aren't we just calling the women farmers as well? I didn't want to be labeled a farm wife at first because I had my own job and my own identity. But I did eventually embrace the idea that I was part of the farm. And farm wife doesn't just have to mean delivering meals and doing chores and it's also simply acknowledging that the work on the farm couldn't be done without a spouse who contributes overtime at home. Oh, I, love I thought that was very, I thought that was very well put. I, I think of it as a partnership. You know, mm -hmm. it, you're, you guys are partners. It is a business. You're 
partners with the business, depending on, you know, logistics. But I think that also goes along with the pioneer ad and people have been sharing. Is that correct? Was it a pioneer ad? Yeah. She, Where, my, my grandmother married a farmer. My mom married a farmer. My husband married a farmer. I think mm -hmm. it's pioneer. Pioneer's getting the credit. It was. Yeah, it was pioneer. And it just said her husband married a farmer after her great grandmother married a farmer, grandma, like you said. And I just thought that ad kind of blew up because it's just everything, it's evolving. Agriculture's evolving, whether you like the pace of it or not. <laughs> I think, and, and yes, I agree with that. And I think that's thanks to social media. Would you, if you Google farm wife as well, the majority of things that pop up are social media accounts named that mm -hmm. with that in their title. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't know. I, I like I said, mm -hmm. I, I sometimes when I'm trying to research something or, or think something through um, one of the first things I do is, is just Google a phrase like farm wife mm -hmm. or she is a farmer. And um, just to see, to me, I think that like my social media feed is, is very ag oriented. So I, so to me, Google takes me outside of that and gives me the view of um, regular people. I don't know. Are we not regular people? I don't know. <laughs> you know, the rest of the world outside my, my small circle. Um, there's a lot of it out there now. I mean, like farm life is a big thing. It's, it's, and again, back to what Karen said, it's a marketing thing. And I would argue it's a trend word. It's very trendy oh, to say. Which is so funny because I am like anti-trend word. Like I hate the word sustainability. I hate that. And I, um, I'm going, I, farmhouse is, is a trend word now. And I have, other than the farm life feeds, which I did for marketing, I try to avoid um, trend words. But I'm starting the to say- farmhouse was a frat. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm starting to say, fuck it. If, if, sorry, it, if it's a trend, then I, I guess I usually try to fight trends, but, um, if it'll make us money, why fight it? I don't know. I'm stubborn. Yeah. I just want to be Kelsey. That's all who I want to be. That's kind of what I was alluding to in the beginning. Like, I really don't care anymore what other people think of me. I'm just going to be myself. And I really think um, transparency and being um, open and vulnerable these days on social media is what connects people. And if you find your own, yeah. And if you find your own tribe of farm wives that can relate to your situation, then great. You have someone, you have a group to be a part of and that you can relate to. I, I, I just think, think people are just too damn sensitive. <laughs> they are. If you go, like, <clears throat> I can't tell you, uh, when did I start Twitter? Oh, January of 2012. And I have not changed my bio since day one. And it's just been plow wife, just living my life. Um, I've heard people debate how important your bio is on Twitter. Will people follow you if you don't have the right keywords and the right, and I'm like, then they don't, I, I, mine is just living my life. I, like you, like Kelsey said, I'm just me. I, I don't, I don't have a title. I don't know whether I don't feel like 
I've earned a title. Like, like there are some titles, like Karen is an agronomist. There are some titles that that you've earned, like agronomist you've earned. I mean, that's, you went to school, you, you've done the work. That's, and I, I just think that sometimes we put more weight into them, especially, this is gonna sound terrible. Maybe you might wanna delete this unearned titles or un, uh, not unearned, that's the wrong word, unsubstantiated, un, what's the word I'm looking for here? You know, like- Well, I think a lot of the credentials have... to back it up. Credentials, credentialist titles. Is the credentialist a word? Well, I think a lot of people deal with imposter syndrome. Oh, they, are, they are credible. They have, whether it's education experience, but they still don't feel enough to earn oh. that title. Me, that's me. That's why yeah. I never call myself a farmer. I don't even call myself a blogger because it feels funny. Like mm -hmm. I, 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 I don't like to. I don't like to call myself a farmer, even though I help out during harvest because I'm not the one making the decisions. I'm just being a helper. I'm just contributing yeah. to our family. You know. Yeah, I just think that that's part of it. There's no when it, farm adjacent. Yeah, when it comes to things like like this it's very loose, you know, mm -hmm. some people have very rigid rules and some people have loose rules. And, and to me, I just don't even want in any of those categories. So I'm just, just me. I didn't realize imposter syndrome was such a, um, not a normal thing, but more people have it than I realized when I was growing up. And I, I think up. a lot of people always feel that they're not enough. That's a me. common problem. Me, I suffer from it. I know I do. I am actually, Chris is not happy, but whatever. I, I, I've been working that. I am 50. I keep telling people I'm 52, but I'm 51. And um, that, that I am enough is, is hard. Why is that so hard to say I am enough? Um, funny, I want a tattoo on my wrist that says I am enough. Um, so that when I look at it, I can see it, but I, this is funny. I want it in my writing because I want to know that I, when I read it, I want to know I wrote it, but I can't get it written the way I like it because I don't like my handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> so I have issues, but I, I think you're right. I think it's, yeah. It, runs rampant and then there are some people who are so far the other way I want to be in the I, middle I think you just need to surround yourself with people that constantly encourage you yeah you know and then I don't know if it's ever possible to fully get over imposter syndrome but I think you can work on it and be better than it and ignore that voice in your head saying you aren't enough or you're not worthy what is that saying? My inner self is a bitch or something like that. My inner critic is a bitch. She can be for sure. And mine is, I mean, I know it. And, well, I think and sometimes it's just that you're not comfortable in that position. I mean, I don't call myself a teacher because I don't feel like I'm a teacher, even though I am teaching. <laughs> you are though. You're, you're actually what do you have to do to be a professor? Aren't you teaching college? Aren't those professors? I'm teaching community college. No, well, I, to me, a professor has a PhD and I do not have a PhD. I only have a master's. You still have like three times as much as I do. So 
I, but, no, but I don't have any teaching. Like I've never taken a class, taken a class on how to teach. See, it's back to credentials. See, you say I'm a farmer. Well, Karen, you're a teacher. I mean, you are literally teaching college courses. You know how long it's taken me to tell myself I'm a podcaster? It's been quite uh, a while. I don't even call myself a podcaster. Some like, people say, well, don't forget you have a podcast. And I'm like, oh, yeah. We I guess we have a podcast, but I don't consider myself a podcaster. Yeah, see? But why maybe not? Because we're not talking about crime. If we talk <laughs> about crime, maybe I'll feel more like a podcaster. Okay, well, we could talk about crime. What about those two, those high school kids who killed that Spanish teacher in Iowa? That made me sick to my stomach. I haven't, I haven't seen that yet. It, it came up last night, and it was down in Fairfield, Iowa. And I haven't heard any details, but when I saw it, I was just... And it said it happened in Iowa. And I thought, Iowa, what? You know, that seems like something that would happen in a big city. Yeah, it was so like, I'm curious to find out what was going on. But obviously, oh my that gosh, that's a sad so, situation. That's not very far from me. It's yeah. horrible. I mean, it's like a 16 and 17-year-old kids killed this 66-year-old woman in a park. I, I'm, what is wrong with people? Well, there was some NFL player that just got arrested because he crashed into somebody going 156 miles per hour and killed her. I saw that one. You're 22 years old on top of the world, and then you throw it all away. Oh, my God. So, he, I mean, he's going to jail. I mean, there's no getting around that. So they, the NFL team dropped him like that night. Good for them. I mean, I live next to Peoria. There are kids getting shot every day. I mean, it might as well be Chicago. I mean, it's just insane. Okay, let's talk about shooting real quick. The other day over Halloween, Indianapolis called a ceasefire for 48 hours. What the actual fuck? That's all it takes? <laughs> we wish. What? Why? Why on earth is somebody who shoots people going to wake up and go, Oh man, it's a ceasefire. Never mind. My weekend plans are shot. Well, not shot, but I don't even understand it. So I thought you were going to segue into something completely different. So if oh. we would like to move on to piss off a whole nother segment of people, I got another segue. Okay, let's go. Let's talk about Indianapolis and the FFA convention. Oh, okay. So obviously there were some people that weren't adhering to official dress, which, okay. I remember that it was always ingrained into our heads that uh, the FFA was apolitical, even though we had several presidents come and speak at convention. But I think the thing that got most people was the um, shouting of let's go Brandon, because we all know that that really me is code for a fuck Joe Biden. <laughs> And then also, uh, there were some symbols used from some different people on the stage, which could be correlated or miscorrelated or miss, you know, who knows what the individual kids meant. But now their faces are shown on these symbols in articles all over the internet. So. Oh, wow. I haven't even heard this. I was under, well, Derry Carey posted it originally. Um, and then she got blasted for posting it, which I think is ridiculous. 
because she wasn't the one that was doing anything inappropriately. But to me, this the national convention, I mean, you were, it wasn't somber. I mean, there was a lot of cheering and things like that, but you certainly weren't disrespectful to anyone. Hmm. And if you were, you either got, you know, confined to your hotel room or you never went again. <laughs> so, and I don't know, I wasn't there. Maybe it was just a few individuals, but sometimes as we've figured out in society, a few individuals can be very loud individuals. <laughs> And I think that, again, social media um, explodes that. Um, I'm sure that it did. But, you know, in the past, the national officers would have made a comment. Um, They said that the national officer team is diverse. And so maybe they weren't comfortable, which is fine. But there's a national advisor. There should have been an adult that came out and said, knock it off. Or if you continue to do this, you will be removed from the session kind of thing and I think part of that goes back to people are almost scared to do anything now that's going to piss anybody off you don't want to piss somebody's like we're all about it (laughs) and here we are we're just going to call this get pissed if you listen um people are I mean everybody makes a big deal out of everything I went to national convention in Kansas City, my biggest issue was why did we have to wear skirts and pantyhose? <laughs> you don't have to now. You can wear pants. Oh, thank God. <laughs> oh my I God. Pants when I was there. Oh, skirts and pantyhose. And Ooh. I'm not knocking the National FFA at all. I just no. think that, you know, that was a teaching moment and an adult could have come out and made a comment. Um, individual advisors could have commented to their own students. Right. You know, hopefully some did. Well, I mean, we don't know that. I'm sure they did. I'm sure some said, you know, don't be doing that or you guys are heading home now kind of thing. Right. But um, I think, you know, having an announcement would have been appropriate. But I mean, we can't go back now. The other thing was they weren't masked, which I think, you know, set off a whole nother section of the public. None of them. Nobody. They didn't have to be masked. They did to enter, but I guess once they were in, I mean, you know, I mean, I have students, I have children, you know, they pull them down underneath their nose, which yeah. makes it really not work well. <laughs> when I watched it on RFD TV, I watched one of the opening ceremonies and from what I could see, you know, it is television, uh, is it was about half and half. Some people, yes, were wearing masks appropriately, like, or like they should like it should be over the nose and the mouth some weren't and some weren't wearing them at all when you get that many people together I think they had a record like 56,000 or something like that in one of the sessions I understand that's hard to mandate but I I I just think the whole thing again blew out of proportion that's what social media does lessons learned yes how can we be better moving forward? You make plans for that. You adjust. Oh, wow. I kept refreshing yesterday's social media to see what other people were saying about it when I read it. I first saw it on Facebook and then I went over to Twitter and Twitter was even worse. Well, and here's the thing. So those students' faces are all over the internet now with them showing symbols that may mean whatever. But, you know, future employers are going to see those come up when their names are searched. I mean, those kids are branded for life now. <laughs> so, 
these, I, I'm, I'm looking up later, but what were these symbols? What were they supposed to be? I don't know. I've never seen them before, to be honest. It was sort of like an okay symbol, but not exactly. Oh. And I don't know. I mean, they, they said they were derogatory. Yeah. And they said they were symbols of somewhat some sort of white supremacy symbol. And also oh, yeah, that, they yeah, kind of put that. their arm up a little bit like a Hitler symbol. Oh, jeez. Um, which, you know, I, and, and, but one of the students underneath their picture, it said it, it, um, referred to something. I don't know if it was a movie, a Ricky Rue or, which I don't know what that is. So, I mean, I don't know, but I mean, honestly, we don't know what the intentions really were. Obviously we know how the intentions were taken. So you know, we're not free of our actions and how they make other people feel, but then again, we aren't really supposed to, you know, assume that certain people mean things when they don't, that was really not their intention either. So, you know, yay, yeah. social media, way to wreck humanity. <laughs> yeah, it's basically, yeah, I think oh. that's been a big debate lately. Has social media done more harm than good? And I think it's leaning towards it. Really? Because mm -hmm. the three of us wouldn't be together right now. Mm -hmm. Well, I would know Kelsey, but you'd be out of here. I'd be out of here. Fine. That's what I'm saying. When I first started social media, it did do good. But over, I think, within the at least the past three, four years, it's starting to lean towards harmful. But I'm is that just social media or is that society as a whole? Because stuff has gone down the last. I few think years it. I think really it. I think it correlates definitely. Yeah, it's made people worse. Now, are there good things that come out of it? Yes, there is, and I've seen the good things that have come out of it. But I, I can't tell you how many people have told me they just don't use social media anymore. They're tired of seeing the crap that goes on, and it. It. I think it affects people's mental health, as we've talked about before too. I'm certainly not on it as much as I used to be. I mean, I do enjoy Facebook and seeing my family and friends and their kids and whatnot. Um, Twitter, I still think is a good place for information. Um, if you follow the right people and ignore the shit show, but, um, you know, I put out several things, you know, hey, does anybody have this? You know, I got soil sent from everywhere across the US for my class. You know, I had different people from all over make videos about their careers for my classes. You know, I remember when I was up in the middle of the night, right after I had Bristol, there were people combining all night and I could talk to the farmers all night while I was up with her. <laughs> I think you it's know? about what you take from it too. I mean, you, you, what you take, what you put into it is what you take from it. Like if you're constantly looking or thinking negative or posting negative things, yeah you're going to get a lot of that back. And, and social media is funny because people like realistically know that you can block certain words or certain people, but it, it, it is like watching a train wreck. They choose to keep watching it and then they want to complain. It's all bad. Well, that, and then the misinformation, I mean, I, the, the, and that, you know, peaked with the COVID. I just, oh, so much, so much I don't want to deal with. I yeah. shared a, I shared an article like a week ago. It was about should ad brands leave Facebook. And they're basically were saying is 
we talked about this last time. I'm not going to reiterate everything I said last time. But they said because of the blackout that happened in October and all the money you have to push now for things to be seen, they're just asking, is it worth it? I think people are taking a good look, companies are, and seeing where they can invest their dollars so they get a good return. So from a business standpoint, people are looking. Individuals think they're looking too. I'm not, like I said, I'm not putting all my eggs in that basket anymore. So where is a good place, like you say, to invest? Because I think print is not ideal right now. I mean, would you agree with that or... I would say that there's a we're we're embarking on a generation who who isn't reading print. Mm-hmm. I think you just got to figure out and do the research. Let me the, tell you are, about these kids and how they don't read. <laughs> <laughs> I think and you just got to do research. Own, this wasn't even my own students. I was walking at a different part of the building and I heard a student say, "Oh my gosh, I read 65 pages last night." And then another student said, what, why do you read? I absolutely refuse to read anything for any class. And I was like, oh, help so, me, Jesus. <laughs> where is that advertising money going? Because it, so print, no one wants to read. And if you think about TV nowadays, most things are um, non-commercial that the majority of people are watching. Netflix, like YouTube TV has commercials, but how often are people just recording and skipping through the commercials? And if social media is is not the place to advertise, what what there's is? Not, I don't think there's one um, one fits all answer. I think people think it's a one size fits all answer, and I firmly believe you got to do research of where your audience is. If they're still on Facebook, you got to come up with a strategy for Facebook. I mean. I'm not saying it's bad and don't do it anymore, but you just really got to evaluate where your target audience is. Your dog agrees. Apparently. (laughs) My dog is out in a mud puddle, I'm sure. I don't know. So is there anyone else left to make mad? I don't know. Can we make somebody else mad? Um, Should we tell Angie that it's not time for Christmas carols? (laughs) Is she listening to Christmas carols already? Come on, people. I, I've only listened to Christmas carols once in a tractor during harvest. And uh, I swore I would never do it again, unless that was absolutely necessary. Like if we're into December, then I'm going to listen to my Christmas because I'm going to keep my mood up, but I don't want to listen to Christmas carols in a tractor. My youngest always asks for Christmas cookies, the George Strait song. Oh yeah. And she's in between that and the moral plot song. <laughs> so she keeps singing very loudly. You can't throw shade on the corn. she's very diverse good job i'm definitely pro wait till december 1st because fall is my favorite season so i'm gonna soak in fall every chance that i get and that's usually right up till december 1st and then it just feels like winter to me because it's december yeah i would take the peppermint drinks early i can do i I would too because i'm not a pumpkin spice fan but everything else i'm gonna soak up fall until the snow because i really don't like there you go you just pissed off pumpkin spice people way to go you're welcome um we want to do our one more thing because i have actually two things that i want to leave people with one when i was on twitter of course um one day or no i take that back it was actually an email from one of the news services i get emails from and have you ever heard of all 
the McFlurry machines, ice cream machines, and McDonald's are always broken. Yeah. Did you see this week that the Federal Trade Commission actually sent a letter to the McDonald's Corporation asking why? Why, <laughs> why are people always constantly talking about your machines being broken? So now the government has taken notice. We have nothing better for our government to be doing than worrying about McDonald's milkshakes. I had personal experience this past summer, especially traveling. When I wanted ice cream, I would go to McDonald's and like, nope, machine's broken. Sorry. And someone told actually told me the reason why. It's because it's something to do with the cleaning and sanitization. All it takes forever to do, or it takes a lot of work to do it. So the workers just either a don't want to do it or when they don't do it, the machine actually does become broken because no one's cleaning it. And that's kind of what the letter said. Dairy Queen, right? Well, the lobby was closed because of the pandemic and the drive-through was like 10 cars long. I tried four places and then finally eventually gave up on ice cream. I was ticked. Go to Casey's have ice cream. What's that? Go to Casey's gas station. They have good soft serve. I think I eventually went and just got an ice cream sandwich from our freezer. And you can uh, go in, get a cup at Casey's, put your soft serve ice cream in and pour um, root beer on it. Mm. Really good. It's also National Donut Day today. Yes. Go get yourself a donut. I should have. My only other thing I do want to share, Global Ag Network is doing a survey currently right now. Um, so if you go on to Girls Talk Ag social channels, we've shared it. They really want to get to know who's listening. So yeah, mom, get on that. Please share. Please go take that survey. And then we'll give you all the ice cream in the world if you do. If the machine's working. If the machine's working, which it probably isn't. So. Anyway, anyone else have anything before we leave? No, I'm good. Take the good out of social media screw the labels don't don't we don't need to label everybody credentialist labels are crap can i say that just just let people be themselves just just be you be you be authentically you because that's relatable how about that Mm -hmm. somebody out there loves you for you all right i'm going to give a shout out to all the pumpkin farmers and for the pumpkin pie and canned pumpkin that's coming out this year because if you guys had seen the fields around here and how they had to slog to get those pumpkins out of the wet soil before the ground froze this past week, you'd be very thankful too. Why do they have to get them out? Because they can't get them out. Pardon my ignorance here. Because they can't get them out because the pumpkins freeze to the ground? Well, if the pumpkins freeze, they're no longer edible. Uh... So. Jennifer, you should think about that. Like you can't let sugar beets freeze in the ground either. But. Wow. See, learn something new every day. That's going to be my label. I'm going to label myself a learner. And there are a lot of rutted fields that are going to take some time to have to recover from harvest. So, so we can have a lot of uh, tillage, fall tillage. There will be, and there's, they're going to need some Andy clean down here too, because I could see in the dark how dirty those machines were last night so interesting we ran like i said we haven't been able to start till close to noon and we ran till about 10 11 last night um we are not all night runners um but that's when you know 
you can't start very early and then you yeah so nothing upsets chris more than leaving a rut yeah and i mean these fields i mean they were slugging them out man and uh yeah hats off to the pumpkin farmers you're appreciated yes all right guys everybody have a good week have a good day go get a donut please and some ice cream if the machine's not broken. All right, All right, guys. Have a good Thanks. week. See ya. Bye. Bye. See ya. Thanks for hanging out with us. Join us next time for another episode of Girls Talk Ag. And if you can't wait until then, connect with us on Twitter.